0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And no, Mark. He's not here. He is uh, apparently down in New York City tonight picking up his mom. And he's not going to make it back in time. So it's just you and me tonight, Nick, and your calls as well at 1-800-259-9231. But you will be getting more of Mark later this week. He'll be back tomorrow, of course. But also, uh, he will be filling in for me coming up on Friday and Saturday nights. Now, the bad news about that is that Mark doesn't really know how to do things after the show's over, as far as the archives are concerned. So to those of you listening live, you'll be fine. Nope. Nobody will have a problem listening live. It's just the archives and the podcasts could be up as late for Friday and Saturday night show, could be up as late as late Sunday, sometime early Monday. So just warning you, I'll try to do my best once when I'm on, when I take a little vacation with uh, my lady Julia over the weekend, I'll try to do my best from my vacation to get the archives up for you, but I'm not going to make any promises. I wish Mark was more competent at the whole computer thing, but... You know, he's like one of those. He's like your grandma that can't figure out how to program her VCR. Well, That's kind of like Mark.
1: Is it is it that difficult to make an archive? Because I, I mean, we did similar things. Is it that difficult?
0: Well, on, no, on <laughs> it's not difficult, but it is a little complicated, and it takes some effort to learn. And it's you know, it's like, is it that difficult to program your VCR? No, but it's a little complicated, and it takes some effort to learn. And if grandma or Mark doesn't want to learn how to <laughs> to do those things then people will suffer
1: certainly technology can be intimidating i know that there i've seen people run away from some pretty simple things i mean when cell phones first came out they're not all that difficult to
0: use but people got a little bit thrown off by bells and whistles who weren't used to it so i have managed to teach him how to turn the webcam on and turn that off and you know kind of get the basics like turn the mics on turn the mics off so we should be okay as far as the live content is concerned anyway uh so that's coming up later this week so look forward to that or fear it 800-259-9231 we go to your phone calls to start things out and then nick you've got something about the bob Barr campaign we haven't talked much about bob Barr because well, there's not really much to say besides the fact that he's a douchebag but let's uh, go to the phone calls first and talk to joe in washington on the amp line joe you're on free talk live
2: hey guys
3: great show hey what's on your uh, mind for- yeah well, i wish uh mark was around because uh, i specifically heard him make the comment about uh Paid killers, military personnel
0: being paid killers. Yes, it has, has elicited many a phone call and uh, several emails. What were your thoughts?
3: Well, I mean, personally, I understand where you guys are coming from. I'm actually in the army. I'm a military police officer. Okay. And uh, the whole reason I started listening to your show was your guys's radical stances. It got my got my interest. And when I called in, I really got to learn that you know, it was a lot deeper than a than a stupid comment. And uh I was just hoping that, you know, I was thinking, you know, when somebody calls in and you definitely know they're not, like, uh, I don't know, Mm liberty-friendly. I would say, like, specifically Republicans, the hardcore military-driven types.
0: Yeah, the law and order types, sure.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking, you know, with those guys, you you truly need to, if you hit it so hard, you know, you just get a bunch of them calling in. And you get a bunch of them, you know, going to defend their... I don't know what you would call it.
0: It's their, it's their belief uh, system.
3: Yeah, it really is. It's like a religion. Mm-hmm.
0: So what, what? I'm sorry. What was your? What were you getting at with that? I, I might. I might have missed your point.
3: Oh, as far as the you know, I, I, I specifically liked uh, about your show when I first started listening was you know, you and Mark on certain topics. Like I usually go with Mark. Unfortunately, I wish he was there right now. <laughs> Not nothing against you. That's all right. But uh, <laughs> but uh. But, uh
0: Yes, Joe. Joe, Joe's gone. You okay, buddy? All right, he's gone. Well, anyway, he was saying that he likes what Mark has to say, well, I, and
1: yeah, I, I think
0: what he was getting at was that. Um, sounded like he liked it when we got right. into it with the law and order types,
1: and that he yeah, and the fact that there's somebody who uh, is a military police officer uh, who wasn't really thrown by the comment. That's and, good. And to be honest, I don't. You know, I know people in the military. Um, who are uh for the most part the ones i know are liberty friendly or avowed libertarians and they're definitely in there yeah and to be honest the idea that the military is you know people in the military are paid killers that's the purpose of a military. I don't really see... I mean, people don't like the way it sounds, but I think it's important to remember that that's what you do when you go to war, is kill people.
0: If you're on the front lines, I don't think it was truly an accurate statement because there are obviously guys that are swabbing decks that aren't killing anybody. That's
1: true, but the the whole purpose of that mission of whatever you're doing, swabbing decks, um, keeping law and order within the ranks as a military police officer, your, your objective is combat support the whole it, idea is right. that that machinery is there and you're only furthering the so that it works you're furthering the ends right. of violence yeah only so that you can get combat troops effectively to the front line where they can kill people and that's the purpose of a military is to kill people and sure. you get paid for that work so you are a paid killer uh, okay. i can see how that throws some people off though because if you're not directly shooting someone are you a paid killer or are you just no are you just like the driver for the bob guy that Well, yeah, then we're getting into
0: the – right, then you get into the area of, well, how many degrees of separation do you have to be separated from the violence in order to not be associated with it? I mean, for instance – I pay property taxes here in Keene, and those a portion of those property taxes are going to put college kids in, possibly arresting them and putting them in jail cells or t- ticketing them or whatever it is they do with them around here. They're certainly harassing people that aren't harming others. So it's going to enact violence upon my neighbors. Does that mean that I am a violent person because I'm paying the government? No, it means I'm scared, and it means that uh, you know I've got to... I, that there's a situation that could result in my house being stolen from me and actually somebody called me out on the BBS earlier today over at bbs.freetalklive.com said why do you keep using Julia to hide behind about property taxes because i've said on the air a few times the reason i paid taxes this year was because basically she she told me that she might not be here if i if i didn't pay and cuz she didn't want the house to get stolen and i don't want the house to get stolen either but i've i had gone to the point where i was so fed up With obeying the system that I was willing to risk it. And I still am. It's just that I'm not willing to risk losing Julia. So I'm going to hold out and I'm going to do what she asked me to do. And that is find five people that own property in Keene that are also willing to not pay or not pay a portion, because I don't have a problem paying for road maintenance and stuff like that, so I would sort of make a symbolic payment, but it would only be a a portion of it. Anyways, I'm still eagerly awaiting those other four property owners here. I don't know how long that's going to take to to make happen, but hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later. Let's go unscreened to the amp line. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello? 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 Hey, can you hear me? Who's this?
4: Uh, this is Scott in Maryland.
0: Scott, you're on the air. What's on your mind?
4: Uh, well, I had a question for you uh, specifically, Ian. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I heard um, the conversation that you were having with <clears throat> Mark Stevens.
0: Mark Stevens from, from AdventuresInLegalLand.com.
4: Right, from the uh, publicity page. You guys had the link on that page. Yes. And um, I don't know how long ago that was.
0: It was Probably a couple but, of years at this point, I would think.
4: Oh, okay. Well, um, I don't know if this is still what you think, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, you said something like, um, if people don't vote, then let me rephrase that: that if there, if nobody votes or nobody shows up to vote, then the state will continue on as it is and will continue to do the things that it does.
0: Yes, that is what, that. That sounds accurate to what I would say today, because we've seen stories where people have not turned out to vote, and nothing has changed. They just keep going, doing, and they just keep doing what they were doing.
4: Okay. And so would you disparage somebody who says, Well, I don't want to vote because, you know, I'm interested in liberty activism market kind of activism like you advocate or mm-hmm. you know, I'm just indifferent to it.
0: Why no, why would I disparage somebody like that?
4: Okay, well I'm just curious. Um I did I was actually just listening to that today and I like heard that. I was like, hmm, that kinda of doesn't sound like
0: Ian, but I'm, I'm not sure what the context was. Obviously, we don't have a, a clip here to play or anything like that. But uh, if you want to vote or not vote, it's it's your business. I don't. Uh, some people will disparage people for voting. Some people will disparage people for not voting. It it really, I see voting, at at this point, I see it as kind of like a game. I I, I think it's like a little parlor game that the uh, the the politicians and the people that are behind the government put up for people to play with. But you
1: did play that parlor game today. I did play it today. You? Yes, I
0: did. And we'll talk about that here. And if you've got more comments, Scott, uh, I think it was Scott at least. Hang on. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And Dennis is on the line in New Hampshire. We'll talk to him as well about, again, whatever you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, C A I toll-free line. And that is uh, again toll-free for you, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the archives on the site. Lots of archives. In fact, going back for an entire year free right there on the front page, click and download, and they're yours at free Talk Live. Dot com. Plus, Free Talk Lives brought to you by the Free State Project it is a movement of 20,000 liberty loving individuals all moving to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty, all in the same place. Not the same city, but all across New Hampshire. It's a, even though it's set, sort of concentrated activism in one general region, it's still decentralized in that there's all kinds of different things going on. Everything from political activity to outside the system, market based activity. And it is an amazing group of people. But unfortunately we're not quite yet to even the fifty percent mark on the sign up, so we need you to get involved. Go to freestateproject.org and learn more about the project and then get signed up and commit yourself to moving here to New Hampshire. It doesn't have to be next year, it can be, you know, down the line. It can be a while. It's not a rush thing necessarily, though I certainly I would prefer if people got here sooner rather than later. But it's up to you. Whatever works best for your life, there are flexible sign-up options available now at freestateproject.org. In fact, we'll talk to the husband of the president of the Free State Project, the, the first man, I guess, of the Free State Project here in a moment. But we uh, – real quick, to continue the discussion about voting, the, our last caller dropped off the line, but he was calling in to kind of get my thoughts, my current thoughts on the, the issue of voting. And generally, I do consider it sort of a, a, a little game that the politicians allow – you to play that the the government system allows you to play. It, it can be a dangerous game in that you know if you vote for somebody like a John McCain or something like that, you really are in or or Barack Obama, you're voting to endorse a, a very dangerous, violent system. So, but I, but I don't think that it really has any real effect on anything significant. That's why I kind of feel like it's a game because as was it Lenin or somebody that said that if voting changed anything, it'd be outlawed. I don't know if that was Lenin. I don't know that that was Lenin. Is it somebody famous?
1: I don't I don't know that quote. I know a lot of Lenin and Stalin quotes about voting. Probably that not one's
0: Lenin. Not. I'm sure someone will call to uh, to correct mm-hmm. me. But but there somebody said that in the past, and it seems pretty accurate because. Voting hasn't done a damn thing to turn around the ship of state. The state has constantly grown larger over the years, regardless of who, what politician and what promises were put into office. The government's bigger, more intrusive, more oppressive than ever. So it's just, it just seems like a little game that uh, that they just allow us to play. How do you feel about voting these days, Nick?
1: Um, I, I, I actually see more use in it. Um, really what I feel when it comes to the government incrementally, and sometimes not so incrementally growing, which it does over time. I mean, it seems like it's always getting bigger. Um, I think it is partly because both of, uh, generally you have two choices. So both your major choices are bigger government option A and bigger Mm -hmm. government option B. But I do feel that voting has a use when you have somebody who wants smaller government actually on the ballot. The problem is that the options you actually have on the ballot, for the most part these days, you don't have an option of smaller government.
0: Yeah, but how do you even know? I mean, unless that person signs the small government pledge, which barely anybody does, how do you even know that person is serious, that individual is serious about reducing the, the size and scope of state? I mean, Bob Barr, for instance, might claim something like that. But when you dig into what he has to say and when you look at his past – It really makes you wonder.
1: Yeah, I I think you have to use some judgment there. Um, What I would not do is vote for a former politician who was a big government guy. CIA agent. Right, a CIA agent and a politician. And he was a big government guy. I mean, to think that he would have completely reversed his ideology over the course of (laughs) three or four years. I mean, he was making statements, something to the effect of that medicinal marijuana had no use and it was witchcraft. (laughs) <laughs> when he was working, you know, he said, you know, it's nonsense. He used the word witchcraft to describe wow. it. Um,
0: Marijuana rots your brain. I think he might have
1: said hocus pocus and witchcraft yeah. or something like that. But to think he would go from that position to wanting to decriminalize all drugs, which I'm still not convinced he has. It's I hard to get a straight answer out of the dude. Well, yeah. And that's been the case as long as he's been running. Yeah. And I really have to fault the only people I can fault are Members of the Libertarian Party who were actually at the convention, and for I don't know if they actually believed that this guy was a Libertarian or whether they
0: I think they've been infiltrated.
1: I, I think I don't know if it's just infiltration. I honestly think there are some people who have gotten so burnt out on losing. That, that they'll do anything to win. Right. They're winning. You know, even liber- though their
0: ideas aren't winning, it's just right. their candidate. You right. know, you've got something from the founder of the Libertarian Party about Bob Barr. We'll get to that. But let's talk first to the people on the phones, wait impatiently, like Dennis in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dennis. Howdy, folks. Hey, Dennis. What's on your mind tonight?
5: Uh, it is a great night tonight. Uh, speaking of voting, so I. I um I was out of the polls today with my signs for the candidates that I'm pumping for. Okay. And this is, of course, at the the state level in New Hampshire. Um, what I personally believe are votes that really matter a lot are votes for the state representative, particularly in the state of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So a lot of free staters are running, and a lot of free stater friends are running. And in particular, I... I As you may know, I live in the city of Concord, which is a really statist place in New Hampshire. It's not as bad as Keene, but it's close. Okay. (laughs) Our goal in this thing is to um, basically just knock the worst. There there are people who run as Republicans that are really, really bad. They're not just neocons. They're actually socialist Republicans. There's no point for them being Republican except they can get away with it. Okay. So our, our purpose was to at least knock one or two of these people out In the primary, we just got the numbers back for two out of the three wards in my district. I don't know what the final number is going to be, but um, one of the free staters got more votes than anybody else. Wow. uh, In two of these three. And then just below him was a mother and son team who are libertarians, running as Republicans.
1: I I saw something about them, Dennis. How'd they do? They they were second and third? they, They came in
0: number second and third. That's great. So that and now that, is that going to qualify the them, Dennis? Person. Is that going to qualify them to make it to the, the final ballot?
5: I don't know how things happened at the third and final sort of voting ward in this district. But the, the first two wards, the same guy was the top vote getter in both of them. And then the number two and three spots were within two or three votes of each other. So it looks like they're going to be on the final ballot uh, in November, which is so awesome. And they will have knocked out. This really statist, authoritarian, horrible lady named Mary Jane Walner. That's Mary Jane Walner. Your time is up, Mary Jane. And she's been in the she's been in the legislature for like for all of our listeners in uh, California years. that care. Yeah. Well, no. This is just to give you the flavor. This lady has been she's had a safe seat forever. She had no – So what you're saying, Dennis,
0: beyond all these political name-dropping that you're doing, what you're saying is that the political activists here in New Hampshire are having some really early successes already, and it's still – I mean, the Free State Project has barely even gotten off the ground as far as people moving here, right? That's the message you're trying to get across.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if indeed um, these Free Staters, through this, this election, it was less than a dozen people that took it way
0: less than a dozen people did you did you get to vote for uh, for our caller tom from new hampshire tom elsier
5: uh yeah i did in fact throw a protest vote and i uh, voted for tom yeah so for did i <laughs> me <through>. too <laughs> thanks oh, dennis God, this is scary.
0: thanks for the call tonight 800-259-9231 is the sacle cai toll free line you can bring up whatever you want it is your show Free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And, Nick. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and those include the wiki. We've got over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. dot ifreetalklivecom Travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx today. And, Nick, you've got a website as well. What is that? Uh,
1: It's freemindstv.com.
0: Free Minds TV is—it's uh, not just a TV show. There's also a radio side of things that you're doing, Free Minds Radio. So you're kind of a multimedia liberty program. And I guess I guess we are. Pe- people should go and check you out if they haven't done so yet.
1: Yeah, that freeminds.tv.com and. Just so the listeners know, if you type in com, you will get the radio side of it, too. So.
0: Or if you go to Freeminds Free radio, radio, that'll work. Yeah. All right, cool. So do that and uh, get a load of uh, Nick's great program, which is produced right here in our very own Keene. So when you move here to Keene, you might be able to get involved with that. I know you've got some new people working behind the scenes there, and things are going well. Yeah, and it always helps to have more people helping out, set up, and
1: take down. So we have movers from the fsp and locals and there's all different kinds of people involved which is a good thing
0: let's continue with your phone calls about what you want it's gene calling from nevada gene i'm um, hello i'm
6: you know one of my favorite uh pastimes is aviation it has to do with aviation so this year i called you last year from the reno air races and that's where i'm in at again this year you i'm on the home pylon at the uh National Championship Air Races. We've just had some jets flying by for a uh, trial race. The official racing gets underway tomorrow, and uh, here comes one right now. Listen to this.
0: (laughs) He loves doing this. That sounds exciting, Gene. I must say. That sounds. 500
6: miles an hour and uh, 50 feet to 100 feet off the ground flying around. uh,
0: Have there been any accidents this year? Have there been any jets hitting the ground, turning into flame balls, that sort of thing, incinerating the crowd? No, we
6: haven't had. We did have a small plane that had an accident earlier on Saturday. She was just uh, practicing, but. that's not what we're here for. We're here for to have. Uh, I know that's
0: not and, what you're there for, but I'm sure there's somebody that's there to just waiting for a, some, a plane to turn into a ball well, of flame.
6: It, you could say that about NASCAR too, you yes. know. But we're here to have fun and
0: NASCAR. and
6: uh, watch the planes go fast and fly low and turn left, and that's what uh, <laughs> what we do here. And,
0: uh, and what's the event called uh, again? The the what national?
6: The National Championship Air Races, anybody can go to airrace.org and uh, find out more about it. And maybe next year, if they want to plan a trip out here, there there he goes again. They They could go with uh, you. They won't regret it.
0: Would they be able to find you there? Are you wearing like a Free Talk Live t-shirt or something?
6: I'm actually in the race course. So, no, they wouldn't be able to see Um. me because I'm, I'm not... Out there where the stands are and all the fun is. But, well, it uh,
0: sounds like a good time. Did, no. you, did you bring your son with you this time? You got a son, right,
6: Gene? I have a son and a wife, and unfortunately, they couldn't make it this year. But it doesn't. It's probably better because uh,
0: get the party this year in Nevada all, all by yourself. All well, kinds of no, good stuff. Because out I'm there. on
6: home pylon now, I have to work from 7 a.m. Oh, to man. 5 p.m. Do they let you is is in free if you're work. working?
0: I mean, do you have? Did you have to pay for but a ticket? It,
6: no, well, I get in, but I mean, I'm, I've got to be here at the pylons. But yeah. last year I was on Inner Three, which meant we only had to do the the first races of the day, and then we were free to drive around, or you know, we could drive all over the course or go across to where the uh, the stands are and all the people are. So it was more fun to be on Inner Inner Three. So but home pylon is is a is a more important position. So I guess that I can call that a promotion, but. Uh, I'd just as soon be on inner
0: 3 tell you the truth. There you <laughs> go. Gene, thanks for the update. Uh, always more. good Always good hearing from you, sir, and have fun out there, okay? I will. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And we go to Paul listening in Florida. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. Hey, how
7: you guys doing tonight? What's
0: on your mind?
7: Not too much. i got something real important I need to
0: talk to you guys about. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> what do you yes, got? Yes, I
7: do. Listen, I think the media in this country is more than happy to have people focused on celebrity gossip and this election and even the war. They can handle that. But as far as I'm concerned, they are skirting the real issue.
0: What, what do you think that is?
7: Hollow Earth.
0: What, wait, are you telling me well, that you. Be- do
7: you understand? Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: I, I don't know if I understand. I want to see if I understand here. You're suggesting that there is, in fact, no molten lava or anything like that beneath the ground, that, in, that indeed the Earth is hollow?
7: I'm suggesting that if you are like me throughout your entire life, that you were probably told that, yes, the Earth is filled with molten lava and mm-hmm. magna and rock and iron. Yeah. None of that is true. The Earth is a hollow cavity.
0: And Did you learn this from your fax machine?
7: Now, this is, this is from a website called hollowearth.com. Okay. And let me tell you something else. It gets worse. Really? Inside the cavity of the hollow earth, there are thousands of equal, of separate but equally hostile alien civilizations that are now uniting and coordinating an attack on <laughs> human beings on the surface of
0: the planet. Now, now, does it, now, do they count as aliens if they come from within the Earth? I thought there's only aliens if they come from a, you know, the outer space.
7: A, a very common misconception. I guess. I, let me ask you a question. Okay. How, how many UFOs have you seen in your life? Zero. All right, well, Nick, I've seen have you seen any UFOs? Uh, I, I've seen zero. 178. <laughs> okay, now, if you really think that these flying craft are coming from somewhere in outer space, you are mistaken. They are hmm. coming out of the hollow earth.
0: That's an interesting theory, I have to say. Now, now, do you actually have any evidence to back this up?
7: Ian, listen to me. If you want to go ahead and stick your head in the sand about this, uh, wait a that's minute. Fine. Wait, I'm just that, asking that is, for evidence. But don't stick it in too deep, Ian, because you might see the hollow earth.
0: Hold on a second, there, Paul. I, uh, I, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just asking for a little bit of evidence. It's not to say that I'm trying to shoot you down here or anything like that. I mean, it's it's an intriguing theory.
7: Okay. Well, I have four words for you. <laughs> yeah. Read the Bible.
0: Do they talk about this in the Bible? Buddy. The the whole yeah. hollow earth thing. It's actually in the Bible. What what part of I it? Mean, the is whole
7: there? the hollow earth part. And the attack, it's, it's all in there. Listen,
0: I will... Wait, hold on. Paul, hang on. You know, I always I like to ask questions. I like to understand where you're coming from when you call in. So, Paul, I'm curious about why did they wait? I mean, if this alien civilization has been down there for... I mean, it must be a long time because they're so technologically advanced. Why now? You're saying they're they are preparing an attack?
7: I'm saying, yes, they are preparing, uh, preparing an attack on the surface civilizations of this planet. They are hostile, and all of those those flying crafts that people have been reporting in the sky are actually coming out of the planet, and they, I've been gathering data and information about the surface civilizations, and they are now planning to attack. So, I wrote a letter to my congressman, <laughs> and I said, listen, buddy, you work for me. I want this hollow earth filled in with dirt.
0: <laughs> awesome call, Paul. I thank you for making it tonight. 800-259-9231. And in case you couldn't tell, he was uh, ripping on Paula, who normally calls in from Florida with all kinds of bizarro theories. But I don't
1: think Paula has ever called in
0: about the hollow earth. If I we'll remember have to before. ask her about that one next time. if I It's hard, it's always hard for me to remember to ask Paula certain questions people want me to ask, but we'll have to, we'll have to remember to ask her. Well, if she calls some it people before.
1: actually do believe that there is a hollow earth, and that's where the UFOs come from.
0: Really So, this is not an uncommon no, theory
1: no actually the, the 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 sad and startling part is that um, the UFOs came later, but the theory that the earth was hollow um, that's a, been a pretty common one. Um, there were some Nazis or Nazi scientists who also were fans of this <laughs> crackpot theory. It was just another one of the bad scientific theories uh, that they were partial to, and uh, there were, it was got even more bizarre because they argued that there was a hollow earth but that we lived in, inside it, so actually inside the Hollow Earth, and that the stars and planets that we see in the sky are actually other ah. cities on the other side of the chasm.
0: Wow, that's pretty far out, man. Yeah, well, I, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> 800-259-9231. You can call about anything. That is the point of the show. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, and if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we've got a brand new way for you to do that. Uh, this was by popular demand. The uh, Free Talk Live bulletin board system users have been uh, demanding this for a while at this point for the last month or so. Ever since, Newegg, which is one of the probably most popular computer supply selling websites on the Internet, Newegg.com, when Newegg refused to collect sales tax for the state of New York. Did you hear about this? No. New York, I guess, was trying to get – I don't have the, the article in front of me. I'm sure somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on this. But it was my understanding that New York was trying to get Internet companies to collect sales tax for it. Oh, that
1: doesn't surprise me. I think most states expect companies to do that, though most of them don't really enforce it very heavily.
0: Oh, I guess what happened was Newegg had started doing it, and then their users were complaining, and so Newegg stopped doing it, and they basically told New York to go take a hike because they don't have any offices in New York, and so... They just said, screw you. We're not going to collect your sales tax. We'll leave it up to our buyers to decide, you know, the buyers, if they feel like they want to go and pay sales tax to you, then they can do that on their own. It's their responsibility, not ours. So, Newegg, not collecting New York sales tax. That got a lot of our listeners very, very excited, and obviously, they were already shopping there. I, myself, have shopped there. The last few computers I built, I built through Newegg. Uh, they, they don't just sell computers. They sell all kinds of electronic stuff, so LCD, TV sets, stuff like that, though, As far as electronics beyond computers goes, electronics will get us 4% through Amazon. So if you go to amazon.freetalklive.com, we'll make more off of an electronic sale. But if you're buying computer parts or anything else at Newegg, start your shopping at newegg.freetalklive.com. That's newegg.freetalklive.com. The... Margins on computer parts aren't very high, so they can't cut us a large percentage like Amazon can. I mean, on Amazon, we can make like 7 or 8% on most of the products there. On Newegg, it's 1% to 2%. but. We have people saying they do ordering for their businesses through Newegg, and there's like hundred, multi-hundred-dollar orders that they place, so they'd rather place those with us and and have Free Talk Live get a percentage. So I went ahead and signed up for that affiliate program. So whenever you want to shop at Newegg, think newegg.freetalklive.com. Just enter through that link, and a percentage of your sale, whatever it is you buy, will go to Free Talk Live. Again, newegg.freetalklive.com. We go to Dave in New York. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave.
8: Hey, how you doing? Tonight? Hey,
0: what's on your mind?
8: Well, uh, this Free State project sounds outrageously interesting. I've been going through all the different videos and seeing the protests you all been doing, and, you know, like the open carry litter pickup. Yeah. That's fascinating. But is there any sort of, uh, like, a, a network for people to, like, come down and visit and maybe meet some of you fellas? Sure,
0: sure. In get- fact... Uh, in fact, Manuel Laura from com also lives in New York. He's going to be coming down here next month. Basically, what you want to do is mm-hmm. you can think of, you can do it different ways. For instance, the Free State Project, which of course, for those just tuning in, is a movement of 20,000 people to move to New Hampshire in order to be active For liberty, so we can achieve liberty in our lifetimes. And the Free State Project runs two events every single year, which are great. Uh, One of them is the Liberty Forum. That's coming up in March. I believe it's the first weekend in March. Uh And uh, but uh, you can get more detail at freestateproject.org. But that's kind of like a convention style occasion where everybody's in a basically it it takes place at a hotel. This -hmm. this year it's going to be in Nashua, same place it was last year. And basically what happens is hundreds of people, many of them who are already here in New Hampshire and a number of them like you that want to use the event as an excuse to come here and experience New Hampshire. Of course, it's. In the wintertime, so it's going to yeah. be cold. Uh, but the, for people that want to experience New Hampshire and experience meeting some of these, a whole lot of these activists, they'll all be converged on the same hotel for an entire weekend. And there's all kinds of things that go on. There are going to be uh, speakers and panels, panel discussions, and of course, plenty of uh, partying. Uh, you know, later on at, at night, things like that. And it's really a good time. Of course, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from there this year, as as we did last year. There's the Liberty Forum, which, again, more of a convention-style atmosphere. Then you've got, in the summertime, you've got Porkfest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is a, okay. a, another gathering, but of a different style. This is in the in the woods, basically. This is a, a kind of a camp style. Well, it's at a, it's at a campground. It's at a campground. The, but, but it's a
1: camp out. It's more casual. Uh, there are still speakers um different panels, you know, different discussion topics. There's and, activities too at right. uh,
0: Pork Fest like, you know, hiking and shooting and other things like that that obviously don't go on at the the Liberty Forum. So, if that's so really is more of like, you know, what which event will float your boat the most? That's something you'll want to go and do. And then again, at Pork Fest, you're meeting 100 there are hundreds of people there who have li- are, are like you, you know, they believe in liberty. So, when you have conversations with these people, you don't have to you don't have to start at the beginning about You know, I like liberty, and then they have all these objections you have to get over. Most of these people agree on pretty much everything generally. I mean, there's some minor disagreements which make for interesting conversation. But uh, it's really an amazing feeling to be around hundreds of people that feel generally the same way that you do. And if you've never experienced something like that, then it really is something I would recommend. Aside from that, uh, you can come up any old time you want to. Go to a place like New Hampshire or go to nhfree.com. Go to the forums there and post that you're going to show up. Post when you're planning on being where, and what you'll okay. find is that people are very much eager to meet you. I mean, they'll they'll make an appointment to be with you know meet you somewhere at a certain time. And
1: and there there's also <clears throat> meet and greets that well not meet and greets exactly but there are meetings that happen every week. I know we have one here in Keene yes. on Sundays. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of a social event Sunday afternoons. Um and it, at nhfree.com you can there's actually a calendar, there, a calendar. as long right. as it hasn't changed.
8: Yeah, I was just wondering if you had like a program to ease the transition, considering a lot of people would be moving somewhere they have zero social network. Like I moved from uh, Rochester, my current location in New York, down to Bradenton. Loved it, and I lived there for like three years, but at least I, I knew a couple people when I moved down there, and it made the transition yeah. pretty much easy. After a month or two, I had all new friends and a new job and et cetera, et cetera. It just seems like. The only thing that would hold me back, it's really not the location. I mean, I looked into the job market there. It's great. I'm sure I can get a job right off the bat. It's just that not know, having any social network whatsoever, any like uh, group of people who care about you or anything. And, you know what I mean? So ha- yeah, yeah, well, yeah, so yeah Totally.
0: There. I totally understand where you're coming from and I think that's a great I think it's a really, that's probably the <laughs> easiest objection to answer because that's mm-hmm. the best thing about being here as part of the Free State Project. Being here in New Hampshire, the best thing is you've got a network of activists that are already here on the ground that they want new friends. They want to meet new people as they're coming here. Yeah. They want to uh, to help them feel welcome. In fact, there's the Welcome Wagon. You can go to freestateproject.org, look into the Welcome Wagon. There's a forum there at the Free State Project website. Again, the NH- nhfree.com also has a very busy forum. So if you go and start posting on these forums, you're going to meet some of these people in advance, and then they're going to know that you're coming. And for instance, I don't know if you've got a bunch of stuff to move, but let me give you an example of what this Welcome nope, Wagon is not like. At all. oh Well, that's good. <laughs> that makes it really easy for you. But for people that have a whole bunch of stuff to move, let me give you an example of what actually happens here that I don't think happens anywhere else in the world. You show up here... With a rider truck full of, or you know, Penske truck or whatever, full of stuff you're trying to move. You've, you know, uh-huh. spent a bunch of time loading it up where you are. You've traveled, th- you know, a thousand miles or however long it is that you're traveling. We came up from Florida, so it was like a 24-hour trip. And then when you I get imagine. here, if you, if you post, again, on these forums we're talking about, forum.freestateproject.com, forum.nhfree.com. You post when you're coming. You post when you're going to arrive, where you're going to arrive, what time. And people will show up. People you don't know will show up at your destination in droves. I've I've been at these moving parties where there have been a dozen to – a few dozen people that have shown up, and you've got your truck empty within 45 minutes flat. You've barely had to lift a finger. People have moved all your stuff into your house for you. They're not going to unpack your boxes, but they're going to move all the stuff in off the truck. And mm-hmm. basically you provide some pizza and some beers, and everybody's happy. Everybody has great conversation, and it's really a, a great social kind of time. Now, I know I know you're not doing that. You're not going to need that kind of thing, but, I mean, isn't that amazing? Where else have you heard of something like that happening?
8: Uh, I'd have to say nowhere. Now, like Keene specifically, it seems to be one of the centers of activism in that state, which I find really appealing, non-cooperation. I've been doing that with police ever since I was 15. Great. I mean, I just, I will not tell a cop my name. I will not show a cop my ID. If I'm not driving, they can kiss my butt. If you don't have a chargeable instrument or somebody making a claim against me, don't even talk to me.
0: I think that is fantastic. Uh, And as Nick was saying...
8: Keene, does that have, like... um, like carpentry is my forte, not necessarily what I want to make into a career. But I mean, is there like a lot of uh, work in that specific area?
1: There, I mean, there's a lot of contractors around. Um, obviously, the market slowed down a bit for new construction everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, w- I would say you're probably going to have just as good of a labor market here for carpentry as you would in New York, if not a little bit better.
0: And, and to, to get back to your other question as far as plugging in, if you're interested in Keene, you can go to freekeene.com. That's uh, that's my website, and there's a yep. forum there. And as Nick said, we hang out every single week on Sundays, and you show up, and there's people there, and they want to meet you. And if you want to meet them, uh, there's all kinds of really great people. The activists that have been moving here as part of the Free State Project are some of the nicest, friendliest most amazing people I've ever come in contact with and I'll leave you with those you, websites man. and don't hesitate to call back if you have more questions I really appreciate the call 800 259 hour 2 coming up you bring up anything it's Free Talk Live
9: you ever have one of those days where everything goes right?
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. Show is about whatever you call in for. Uh, of course, we've got other things we'll get to eventually if we run out of calls. But in the meantime, we go to your calls. Ziggy is on the line in the U.K. on the Amp line. Hello, Zig.
11: Hi guys,
0: hey, what's right? On your mind? I have a
11: story to tell you. Okay. Three months ago, I was asked to join a, libert- uh, a campaign group with, which was libertarian leaning. Gotcha. And I decided, you know, the guy who was creating this group was a heavyweight politico here,
12: mm-hmm.
11: and I decided, sure, it sounded like a a good opportunity that you know we could get libertarianism, you know, taken seriously. And he was campaigning for small. He was going to campaign for smaller government, lower taxes, etc., etc. But when it came to personal freedom, he was only prepared to campaign on the smoking ban, uh, making sure that we still have 24-hour drinking, and liberalising gambling laws. These happened to be his interests, by the way. Of course. And I brought up the subject of. You know, marijuana. I hmm. said, look, you know, you're never going to be libertarian enough unless at least you call for the legalization of marijuana.
0: Not unreasonable. And I mean, it's not like you were calling for all drugs to be re-legalized. You just focused on marijuana, and I'm sure that's relatively popular up there in the UK.
11: Yeah, yeah, and there, there is leverage for it, believe me, um, because this this was a campaign group within a political to, 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 to you know to redirect a political party here, and that political party is the only political party which does support. At least the decriminalization of marijuana,
0: so what did this guy say when he brought that up?
11: Well he said he you know he, he I kept lobbying lobbying him and lobbying him, and Gavin's involved with this as well, and eventually um he uh, he just he just said i 'm not going to do it um, and i said fine i 'm walking away, which is surprising for you surprising because i 'm usually the, the, the most one of the most pragmatic and you know, I'm glad compromise. you did
0: that, Ziggy, because you've got to put your foot down at some point, or these politicians aren't going to learn anything new.
11: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the thing is, politicians will tell you something in private, but will, they'll lose their bottle in public. Mm. Now, I've got a confession to make. Do you remember that non-compliance essay which you got sent?
0: Uh, vaguely. <laughs> Sorry. I was
11: the one who wrote it. Okay. Um, which I apologize for, because I've now learned... The hard way. That, that basically, it's, it's you know, p- p- politicians. They just play games. They they won't stand for principle. Very few. Funny enough, the ones here, um, which I could compare with Ron Paul, are actually the socialist ones who who will not back down from socialist principle.
0: And mm, good for them. The, you, not yeah, that I exactly. support socialist I mean, principle, but I mean, good for them on not backing down from yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, their they, principle
11: they, they, is. They They won't back down. And, you know, I said, I I mean, then this guy got really, really um, uh, authoritarian with me about the media coverage. And I said, hang on a moment. Didn't, Didn't you learn anything from the Ron Paul campaign? There was no central control. People just went out and did things. Leave people alone and they will spread the word for
0: you. Right, if you've got a word that's and, and, worth he, spreading.
11: He just, he was, he was, I mean, he is a professional spin doctor, so he's fretting all the time about how the media is going to
0: perceive us. <laughs> Total
11: and, and politician. Thought, that's no, what politicians are know, all about. Actually, They're all about I'm, their I'm appearance. I'm a nonconformist. He's a suit. And I thought, nah, sorry, in the end, I thought, that's too much of a clash of cultures. Bye. I'm probably going to go off and, uh, you know, join the Free State Project.
0: Well, you know what? There's It's never too late to join the Free State Project, that is for sure. We'd love to have you. Of course, the whole migrating thing is definitely an issue for folks yeah. over in other countries. But, hey, if you can manage to uh, to get here, I think that'd be fantastic. And, you know, it's... This is what politicians do. I mean, they are – they're just dogs. They well,
11: want Well, to... yeah, I mean, the, 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 thing is, the thing is, the party I belong to says it wants to be radical and anti-establishment. But the only thing, only thing um, I can think about them being anti-establishment is, you know, the politicians wear yellow ties, not blue and red. There you That's go. That's about it.
0: Sounds about right, Zig. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate okay. hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. I had a similar encounter with a uh, politician here in New Hampshire. I described it, I think, recently on the program. This guy claims to be for the free market, and so I cornered him at a recent event. Now, I didn't go to a political event. He was at an event that was not particularly political. And I cornered him and started asking him questions and having a discussion with him. And basically got him to admit that he's not really for the free market because he's not for the freedom to be able to sell drugs. And if you want a free market, you have to be able to sell products or you have to allow people to sell products and services that you yourself would never have an interest in purchasing or you yourself have uh, an objection to. That's what freedom is all about. It's about allowing your neighbors to make their own choices for themselves so you can be free to make your own choices for yourself. But this guy didn't want to allow anything like that. And so I told him, well, you know, you're not going to get my support.
1: That's I mean it's something you have to expect from politicians that they're go- they're going to lie and they're going to try to make themselves sound good to you, so if they mm-hmm. know you're somebody who cares about liberty and freedom they're obviously they're going to try to make themselves sound like they'd be a good choice for you to vote sure. for, but quite oftentimes that's not true, and I think it's most harmful when you have somebody who is at least they're using rhetoric that says that they're in support of freedom and liberty mm-hmm. and a free market. Uh, which is what the Republicans do quite commonly, and they're not. I think that's the most damaging because it confuses people. They hear politicians saying one thing, and then they see them doing something else, and it's gotten to the point where I've heard criticisms where people don't even understand what a free market is. I don't think most Americans do. They think that what the Republicans have been doing is a free market because the Republicans say it is. Well, no, it's not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this isn't a free market. It's not even close. Uh, As long as you've got government regulating, government controlling, government setting rules for industry and business, you don't have a free market. And you're absolutely right about how these people work. They say one thing and then they do something else. But yet what's most amazing, Nick, is that people continue to fall for it. Election season after election season, politician after politician. They believe that just because it's a new politician means that all of a sudden they should believe what the guy says. That's – (laughs) unfortunately, people people seem to have a really –
1: either they're naive or they've just given up on actually trying to change anything significant because it seems like people would pick up on the fact that year after year politicians come out and they promise change right and then you get the same big government big spending deficit think they'd higher it taxes out, and more war and you think they could figure that out but for some reason it it at least seems like many people at least many people who vote are duped into actually believing what they're told by the politicians year after year. And it's pretty much, it's almost like a record that's skipping. It's just it the is. same tune over and it's over. It's so
0: bewildering to me. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Cliff in Florida, also on the Amplines. Hello, Cliff.
13: Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's dude, on hey. your mind, Cliff? All right, on my mind is marketing for free talk live. Um, I've gotten to the point where i realize realized that basically uh, I have to do something... I can't just you know, keep sitting on my butt every night and listen to you guys and see what the great words you guys are doing.
0: Well, I appreciate and not,
13: that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, doing, I'm not saying this just to you know to make you guys feel good because there's a selfish interest in this in the fact in the sense that I like what you guys are saying and I want a lot more people to hear this.
0: Well, that's sort of the whole idea behind the Free Talk Live AMP program is giving people the opportunity to help us leverage uh, other technologies and marketing and things like that to bring more stations, radio stations on board, to bring more Internet listeners to the show. So as you say, you can selfishly promote the ideas of liberty, so hopefully in the future we'll actually have liberty in our lifetime instead of continuing to do the same old thing like Nick's talking about every four years voting for these jackball politicians.
13: Well, I've come up with a way to make it even easier than that because I think um, one of the things that happens is when you tell people, okay, get up, get up and get, donate $3 or whatever else, they're so used to not donating at this point that they're, most of them are not going to. So here's something that I think most people can do wherever they live, and um, wherever they live, they'll, they'll, make, they'll make a big impact on it. Okay. I used to be a mortgage broker, and one of, the ways that we used, one of the things that we used to use to get calls, forget about actually getting people to do loans, but just to get calls, is we used to um, get decals. They're, um, they're magnetic decals, you make them with your logo, et cetera, with whatever you want to put on it with your phone number, mm-hmm. and you stick it to your to your door, to your car door. Now, it's better than just putting a, the regular sticky on it because obviously you can just take it off whenever you get to your destination. Sure. And so, from from leaving your house to going to work, from leaving your house to going to, uh, dropping your kids off at school, from leaving your house to go to a supermarket or whatever else, if someone had just the logo of free, free Talk Live on the side of their car with the website, or if you know the, if there's a local station playing it, what the, what the local station is and what time
0: of plays. Yeah, you know what you can do is go to promote.freetalklive.com and you'll find vector graphics of our logo that you can use for any sort of purposes like that. I think it's a great idea and I thank you, Cliff, for the call tonight. 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll free. 1 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. And that again, 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they are free. So enjoy those, including the live streams. Got a broadband version of the show and a dial up version. Both are free for you. So enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner right at the top of our website at freetalklive.com. That, again, our friends over at SACL CAI. As we continue here, uh, your calls are primary if you make them, but in the meantime, we'll talk about what I mentioned at the very beginning of the program, and that is, Nick, you've got a story about... The founder of the Libertarian Party and his thoughts on Bob Barr, who is, uh, in case you don't know, the Libertarian Party's presidential candidate, though I think his his uh, article actually addresses that it's kind of hard to figure out that he's the Libertarian Party presidential candidate. Go ahead with the
1: story. It does. Well, this is uh, from Ernest Hancock at ErnestHancock.com, but the letter is actually from David Nolan, who was... Uh, If people are familiar with the Nolan chart, that's the world's smallest political quiz type chart that you do to figure Mm -hmm. out where you fall on the political spectrum, and it kind of did away with the idea of a linear left-right political ideology.
0: You can take that quiz at quiz.freetalklive.com, by the way.
1: Yeah, it's a great quiz to figure out where you lie basically ideologically, Um, but David Nolan was writing to Bob Barr's campaign manager, Russ Verney, and this is what he had to say. Dear Mr. Verney, yesterday I received a fundraising appeal from you that quotes a news release concerning Bob Barr's remarks on the bailout from hell. That would be Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Mm-hmm. The first sentence reads as follows Today on Fox News, former Congressman Bob Barr called the taxpayer bailout of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac a uh, buyout from hell.
0: So, now, wait, this was a press release from the Bob Barr campaign? Yes.
1: Okay. And they refer to him as former Congressman. Uh, Bob see, I Barr. could
0: understand. I would understand if it was Fox News that was referring to him as the former congressman because they obviously want to keep libertarians out of the media as much as possible.
1: I I did watch the interview. Um, I've seen this, and they do refer to him as Congressman Bob Barr. Right. But they also do make reference to the fact he's running for the Libertarian Party. But Bob Barr doesn't actually work that in very well, and he doesn't address the issue of what created the mess in the first place. But I'll go on with uh, what David Nolan was saying. Former Congressman Bob Barr? Shouldn't that be Libertarian Party presidential candidate Bob (laughs) Barr? I find find it odd and dismaying that Mr. Barr's party affiliation is nowhere mentioned in in this release. The word libertarian is also conspicuously missing from the Bar 08 website, the campaign brochure, the bumper sticker, (laughs) and virtually all campaign material. Wow. Which is true because I've received mailings and things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard Bar to 08, right? right. If, if I didn't know ahead of time, I might not know who he was running with. And David Donald asks, why is this? Is Mr. Barr trying to hide his party affiliation? A lot of longtime libertarian activists, myself included, find this pattern very disturbing. And that's one reason why he ha- you have yet to raise even $1 million, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, the Barr campaign is not raising money well at all. If you want to inspire the party activists, I earnestly urge you to start using the L word a lot. Put libertarian in large letters in that blank space at the top of the website. Use it in every news release, print up campaign brochures that feature the party name. Yeah, but name that's not going
0: to do anything. I mean, that's not going to do it because just because he plaster's the word libertarian on his press releases or his website, which he's not even doing, but if he if he were to start doing that, any libertarian worth their salt is going to look into what this guy actually has to say. And when you do that, you find out he's not a libertarian. Though I guess he's kind of the neo-libertarian, this this new animal that doesn't actually believe in liberty, but it believes in compromise and pragmatism and nothing in a, a whatsoever res, resembling being principled.
1: No, I, I mean, I, the thing about this interview that he was doing, what threw me was not that he didn't identify more with the word libertarian. It was that... He just wasn't addressing the reasons that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac had grown so big. He was saying, well, the government, he wasn't a big fan of the takeover, but he was saying, well, it'd be okay if we made some temporary capital available uh, as long as they're going to privatize these agencies afterwards. And and it just, it didn't resonate at all as a libertarian Mm. um, economic viewpoint and even if he had said, okay, well, maybe we could extend some temporary money to them from the government, which wouldn't be very libertarian at all, he could have explained how the government's implied guarantee of these companies and the Federal Reserve created the problem of loose credit and you know, mortgage lenders that were too big to fail. Those are of the government's making, and right. it's not very hard to explain that, but – he wasn't really interested in that. He he talks like a politician.
0: Yeah, what I've seen from Bob Barr on his few TV appearances he's had that I've seen – normally they they pop up on, like, the, the Lou Rockwell blog, and I'll, I'll see them there. But from what I've seen so far, whenever Bob Barr appears on national television, it seems to me like he's promoting Bob Barr. That's kind of the message I've gotten from him is I'm Bob Barr, former congressman, and you know he, he beats around the bush on the issues. He doesn't come – as you're saying, he doesn't come down with a real clear pro-liberty position on anything, and he just promotes Bob Barr. Whereas somebody like a Harry Brown or a, a Michael Badnarks, who are the past the most – recent libertarian presidential candidates, they were all about the message. They were, I mean, certainly they wanted people to know who they were and their websites and everything like that, but they were all about getting the message of liberty out there, a principled understandable, well-communicated message that is distinct, something that people who are paying attention, their ears are going to perk up. They're going to say, wow, that sounds like something different. Sounds like something worth listening to. But when you hear Bob Barr prattle on, it's just another politician stroking himself and trying to get people to to vote for him because he's Bob Barr, not because he's anything that has to do with principled.
1: Yeah, and that's part of the problem is really – I think it was a very bad choice to look to somebody who was a career politician. That <laughs> That's not a good pool to draw on. I think you're going to be a lot better off if you go with somebody who actually has been in the libertarian movement and actually has espoused libertarian ideas in a principled way, mm-hmm. maybe for more than a year or two. That might be a good idea if you're going to nominate somebody to represent your party in the race for president. Maybe they should have been involved with the movement for more than one or two years.
0: Yeah, well, I mean obviously the people like people like you and myself are not the people that are involved in the Libertarian Party because well, those people they don't care about that stuff. All they appear to care about is getting a bunch of votes and that's that should not in my opinion be the the focus of a Libertarian presidential campaign. The focus should be education and alerting people to this message so they can go and find out more whether they vote for us or not isn't really re- them I shouldn't say us because I'm no longer a member of the libertarian Party because of crap like this I've uh, I've quit and I'm focusing now on market-based activism and uh, good luck to those libertarians because well, I don't think it's not the party I used to be part of you know I,
1: ha- I haven't given up on the libertarian party completely uh, in the sense that I, I think the politicos have taken over the National libertarian Party that's yeah. pretty much gone. I think there are a lot of very principled people that are trying to get the message out in state and local races, and it is even possible, I think, for a principled person to win a lower level race. Like That's that. possible. Yeah. So I think working on the state level, there's something to be said for that. But as for the national party, I believe we've
0: discussed it. The New Hampshire Libertarian Party actually separated itself. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, SACL-CAI, toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the bulletin board system. We've got over 395,000 posts. There's an awful lot to talk about there, everything from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs. Dot free talk live dot com. And in Chapter 6, Subterranean, Tad Galahad goes to hell. In hell he finds nanobots, killbots, sexbots, supermodel clones, immortality, and a rocket ride off this pale blue dot. Go to freedom-engineering.com, that's freedom-engineering.com, as we go to your calls about what you want. Lucas in Pennsylvania, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nick.
10: Good evening, gentlemen.
0: Hey, Lucas, what's uh, on your mind, I just dude? want to
10: say goodbye, because tonight at 3 a.m. or midnight, if you have that silly habit of living three hours in the past like everyone in California seems to have, the Large Hadron Collider will be activated, thus ending the world. Ah, uh, yeah, and I cool. I know this, and I know this, because like everyone else who knows this, I've done zero research into
0: this. (laughs) So now this is the thing that somebody called about the other week where uh, the the suggestion is that some people believe that this Hadron Collider or Hadron Collider may create little black holes that will then grow at an incredibly fast rate and consume the entirety of the Earth within about a matter of minutes or something like that. Yeah,
10: but that's not my scenario. No, no, no. I have two scenarios and one my friend gave me. Okay, go ahead. The first scenario is the Half-Life scenario. There is a resonance cascade. Earth is linked to the border world zen. Aliens (laughs) come in, but I think we could probably uh, fight them off because we got enough crowbars. Right on. The Doom... Half-Life? The Doom scenario, where the large Hadron Collider drives a hole into space hell, that is, the hell of space, releasing hordes of demons upon the galaxy, (laughs) and we just don't have enough space marines to kill them all. And my friend's was crisis scenario where we fight a bunch of guys, then halfway through, aliens come in, and it makes life boring.
0: Yeah you know I haven't played the crisis game so I can't I can't really relate to that and the, the new doom game I don't know too much about but I am a fan of of the old doom I do love that is one of my still I think one, one of my favorite games. there you go doom music just for you thanks for the call lucas appreciate it 800 259 9231 uh yeah interesting i didn't know that was going to be turned on tonight the large hadron collider the world's not going to end nick it's not tw- it's not 2012 yet <laughs> That much is true. I
1: I've heard that um, the scientists and I don't know too much about it. Uh, the radiation that they were worried about cause that from the particle collisions, mm-hmm. people were worried that it could create this chain reaction that would destroy the earth. Um, from what I hear, there's um, cosmic background radiation that's it, we're not exposed to very much of it. But those cosmic rays do go through the Earth and actually cause a similar reaction.
0: Like X rays or something? Right,
1: like that. yeah. They're, they're actually destroying um, particles hmm. every so often, a particle here or there. And. Um, it doesn't blow up the world, so I I think we'll be okay. Hopefully In all seriousness, we'll,
0: right? Hopefully, this won't be the last episode of Free Talk Live. But but,
1: but if not, I think we'll all be dead, right? Yeah, so. and it will be.
0: I imagine it'll be quick. Well, maybe we we'll won't be dead. <laughs> maybe the black hole will again, as he's pointing out, take everyone into an alternate dimension or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think you get ripped apart before you actually go into the black hole. Darn so it. it might take your your atoms into an alternate dimension. Well, I mean,
0: what about your consciousness? What what is consciousness? I mean, is it possible that your consciousness could survive and you could manifest yourself in some other form when you get out on the other side? I, I think that's getting into the area of religion.
1: But, yeah, now uh, we're in the world of the metaphysics. It, if, you, if you go with the scientific view of things, <laughs>
0: probably not. We continue with your calls. Ken is on the line in California. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ken.
14: Hey, guys. Hey. Good evening. What's on um, your mind? I, well, I, I just got done talking to my Congress critter's office. And uh, not a happy camper. Uh, I'm just finding out how much uh, the Constitution does not mean to these people.
12: Hmm.
14: You know, I've been fighting with them for five and a half years, uh, and the subject matter would be the Federal Communications Commission. Really? And Yeah, and they uh, basically just uh, uh, absconded for five and a half years, and I asked, well, can I get a status or something? Oh, well, it's close. Can I get a copy of the dot while well, they're in D.C.? And then I call back. I waited a month. I call back, I call today, and I talk to the same pleasant three-people staff he has in his office.
12: Mm-hmm.
14: And, um, you know, and I, I got to the point where I'm sick of hearing the crap and lies, and I'm like, okay, what if I just come down with a video crew and you tell it to them? And they're oh, like, you they do won't that, will like be arrested. Whoa, really? Yeah, and I said, what happened to the First Amendment? What's that? Yeah, what is that? Mm. It, it, oh, it's that thing that GW calls a GD piece of paper.
0: Yeah, you can guarantee they haven't read it.
14: Yeah, well, well this particular congressman was under investigation and uh and somehow they got dropped all of a sudden. So
0: I love the idea of cameras. I think we need more cameras. I think liberty activists need to have uh, every liberty activist needs to have a camera if they can afford it. And there's no reason why, uh, if you work a regular job, you couldn't afford it because the d- digital video cameras are so cheap now. You can get entry-level, cheapy models for under a hundred bucks. Well, oh, I've got get... a
14: camera. That's not the problem. Yeah. The problem is, I was instructed that if I come down there with a camera, I'd be arrested.
0: Right. Well, you know, that's it's easy for them to say stuff like that. But you'll, if it's you'll also have a camera. So right, if yeah, you have some. How I go, how,
14: how how can I how can I be arrested? What about free speech and stuff for disrupting our office or whatever, or disturbing the peace or whatever the term was.
0: Well, and- I mean. <laughs> You could go down there, and you could go and bring the camera in there and ask some questions, and they could certainly refuse to answer your questions, and then eventually they could get fed up, and they could call the cops, and odds are good the cops are going to side with the bureaucrats, and so therefore they're going to order you to leave, and if you don't leave, then you'll probably you know, oh, face... Oh, at that
14: point, if I was being ordered to leave, I would just video it as I'm leaving say, yeah. hey, no problem, I'm out of here, That's but, what you but uh, believe do. me, this is going on the Internet.
0: Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's a great idea, and I think there needs to be more things like that happening though don't do it alone i don't know if you have anybody out there that can help you out
14: yeah i would i would take a bunch of people with me if i do that because yeah. i don't exactly relish the the fact of being bent, bent up like a pretzel considering i have uh right. you know severe bad back and stuff like that
0: yeah, you just can't go this alone. I mean, I understand that it, it makes sense for people to make a stand. I, I like the idea of making a stand and standing up for your beliefs and, and liberty and all that in, in the face of this adversary that we have, this these government people. But if you're doing it and nobody knows you're doing it then you're not really getting anything done. If you do it and they snatch your tape away from you, then no one ever knows you were really even there. But if you're there and there's other people there and there's two cameras or three cameras, then it gets to the point where the cops are outnumbered. They couldn't possibly dominate all of you at the same time so someone's going to get out of there with the the video footage and that's why having numbers on your side is is really critical and again one of the reasons why I think the New Hampshire Free State project is 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 such a success so far and will be such a greater success on into the future is because we need more of this stuff, and you have got to get together with other like-minded people, because if we don't stand together, surely we will fall separately. I think that's a paraphrase of a right. famous quote. Well,
14: anyway, the, the, point, the point is, is uh, I've been treated nothing but rudely. Even the first call I made to the congressman's office, um, I was very pleasant to him. I said, hey, look, I, I'm not quite politically correct. However, I'm upset. I'm a constituent. Uh, here's the deal. Um, what are you going to do for me? Well, I waited and I waited and I waited. I waited. I sent them documents. They said they sent me stuff back, which they never did.
0: Mm.
14: Um and I go prove it. <laughs> where's where's the signed receipt that I received it?
0: Yeah. They don't do they uh, don't operate that way. And, right. and they yeah, don't really they, care about what you think because he's already been elected. Right, he's already been I'm
14: getting an education.
0: Sure, sure. And he's the reason why is because he's been elected and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the gentleman that called talk I think it was Ziggy talking about politicians and how disgusted he is with them. They will talk to you. Uh, and they'll be very nice to you before they get elected. They'll be accessible. They'll answer your emails. They'll talk to you. But then once they get elected, then they're in, man, and they don't. You know, there's nothing. They can pretty much nothing that can get them out. Certainly your complaints aren't going to right, get them well, out. Right.
14: Well, this guy's a 30 plus year career politician. He's also well. Right. It's, it's, it's Representative Jerry Lewis, the 41st district of California is my guy, and uh, he uh, he hasn't uh, he hasn't bothered. Sorry, somebody's knocking on the door and the dogs are going nuts. Hopefully, but it's not anyway, the cops. The, uh, the thing is, is um, uh, it's just it's frustrating. You're supposed yeah, to get representation. Is. I'm getting told I'm going to get arrested. Well, it's a
0: fa- it's a fantasy. I mean, the the whole idea of representation it's it's just you don't have to dig very far into the concept to understand how it couldn't possibly ever be true. I mean, we've got three people on the air right now you, Nick, and myself and mm-hmm. inevitably we don't all agree on everything. So right. how is it that one of us could elect, or how could we elect you to go represent us when Nick and I couldn't possibly agree on everything? There's no way you could represent the two of us and at the same time represent your own interests as well, which, of course, is all they're doing. They're only right, representing exactly, their own exactly. interests. I think and you. I,
14: I, I, told, I told the office staff, I'm like, look, I know I don't have any money. I'm sorry I'm not one of the guys' friends. Yeah, right. They'll, but, they'll listen uh, to I you
0: then. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Ken. Appreciate I, it. Good luck out there. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free to one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, 259 9231 the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. Enjoy them on us. Now again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase going to Free Talk Live. Whatever you buy, new, used, anything, shop your, uh, do your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. And Mark is on the amp line, even though he's not an amplifier. Mark. Yeah, well, I do my part. That's true. You do. In fact, you're here to do a part tonight. So what's uh, what's up?
2: Yeah, well, I went. I had to go down to Newark to uh, pick my mom up, uh, but uh, I wanted to call in and do my little Dexy twenty read and let everybody know about the, uh, the diet pills I've been taking recently. Uh, for probably the past month or so, I've been taking Dexy twenty. I've lost five pounds, and I recommend it for anybody. It, it, it beats having.
0: Oh man! I don't know if Dexy twenty is going to appreciate that one. <laughs> Cutting out in the middle of it, Mark. Are you still there?
2: Oh, shoot, it's, uh, yeah, the, uh, my cell phone connection isn't going that so, great. So
0: Dexy huh? 20 actually makes it so, as I understand what you've been saying, it makes it so you don't, you don't want food as much, right? Is that one of the things it does?
2: Yeah, well, you know, your appetite just decreases. You know, I, I don't eat as much food as I used to.
0: And there's something you know? else about the fat. The so, size. What's What's the thing about the fat cells? How does that work?
2: You know, I haven't studied the science on it. Apparently, um, you know, you have, it, it, it keeps them from attaching to each other somehow, and that's probably for somebody who's a little more uh, educated in the, uh, in the field than I am. But, I imagine um,
0: people can get more info at diet.freetalklive.com.
2: That, that much is true, and order pills.
0: There you go. All right, man. All so right. Anything else you wanted to share? Anything, any experiences down in New York City worth talking about?
2: No, I, uh, you know, the, the jumble of roads, trying to navigate that's even is um, always so difficult. Even with one of these uh, little Magellan gizmos, it can still be a, a nightmare.
0: Yep, no doubt about it. All right, man, we'll have a safe trip back, and we'll see you here tomorrow night. Uh, wait, actually, yeah. that's if the world doesn't end. We were informed that the Large Hadron Collider is going to be set off at midnight tonight, so there is a chance oh, we might not right. ever see you what? again.
2: Little black holes everywhere.
0: Yeah, well, except they're supposed to get a lot bigger once they are little, Then they don't stay little for very long. So this may be the last time so, we ever the talk. Holes, the little black
2: holes, they all suck all, They, you know, the, they suck each other together and then become a larger black hole, and then we're all, uh, well, it's the beginning of the universe again.
0: Yeah, something something like that. Uh, so uh, if I don't see you tomorrow, it was nice knowing you. Yeah, Well, you know. Have a good night, man. <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks, dude. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Hopefully we'll all wake up tomorrow and have a nice day.
1: It's not on the top of my <laughs> list of concerns. I'm more worried about driving home tonight than well, the speaking of
0: Collider. Speaking of driving home tonight, luckily we aren't driving home, or you're not driving home in Canada. Now, Canada is not a place where you normally hear stories like the one I'm about to tell you. But sure enough, Canada.com is reporting here, the Montreal Gazette. Roadside drug tests... Very invasive kinds of drug tests. Uh, Here's the story. Drivers who get behind the wheel while high on drugs will face roadside testing, and they could be ordered to surrender urine blood or saliva samples at the police station under a controversial new law that takes effect one week from today. So those of you that thought Canada was like a safe place to go to if you're looking to maybe use some drugs and not be harassed as much, that may used to have been the case with marijuana, for instance, but now it sounds like they're cracking down. I understand that they elected the so-called conservatives up there in in Canada, and so this may be one of the results of, of that election. But here's the detail Drivers who refuse to comply with the test, so if they demand blood from you and you don't give them your arm, then there will be a minimum of a $1,000 fine. The same penalty for refusing a breathalyzer.
1: That's almost like real money now, because their dollar sucks so bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right about that. I a mean, $1,000 anywhere is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Police will be given their new powers to nab drug-impaired drivers after almost five years of intense debate in Parliament. The law, passed this year after three failed attempts, has been lauded by law enforcement and other groups who say drug-impaired drivers are escaping unpunished at a time when their numbers are climbing. Love it, said Greg Thompson, a father from Canada, Ontario, who predicted yesterday under the new testing... That uh, will deter people from driving under the influence of drugs, just as the breathalyzer test produced a drop in drunk driving. Thompson has been lobbying for a new law since 1999 when his son Stan and four of his high school friends were killed when a 17-year-old who'd been smoking marijuana attempted a highway pass that led to a pileup. You have to ask yourself, why is it that you don't hear more about these marijuana-related car accidents? Hmm? It's possible that they don't occur that frequently. Yeah. It
1: is. I will grant that it is also possible that it can be harder to detect than alcohol.
0: Oh, and uh, one of my listeners is making a point here, and I think it's a good one, that this is not just going to apply to people who are using drugs. It's going to apply to anybody that gets pulled over and the cop decides they want to take your blood from you. So it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, I suppose well, if you're driving a BMW or a Lexus or something like that, you'll probably be okay. But if you're just a regular person driving kind of an old, crappy car, they might pull you over, think you're a drug user, and uh, demand your blood on well, the side of the, the road. Well, what's the threshold
1: amount here for them to determine whether you're under the influence of the drug? What that's a good a question. trace amount in the blood? Because there there's a blood alcohol level that's considered legal. Well, is right. there a
0: cutoff here? Yeah, that's a good point because as the article actually addresses it, the – these tests will be, if you're testing bodily fluids, you could detect marijuana that was smoked a month ago. You know, you could detect drugs that are not even necessarily active in the user's system. And of course, this is going to be something that really affects marijuana users more so than anything else. As always, the war on drugs is really a war on marijuana users because drugs like cocaine and lsd and other drugs i don't know what they i don't know what all of the half-lifes are on these drugs i believe or
1: whatever. That, uh, i believe cocaine is three days is, i think uh, three days yeah. Th- that's a urine test maybe a blood test is different but many of the the actual harder drugs that i think would be of more concern to people uh if for with people driving on those substances um they're going to be out of your system relatively quickly yep, so they won't have to worry uh, users of cocaine and I I probably amphetamines aren't going to have to worry as much as marijuana smokers are.
0: So true. Uh, Thompson, again, this guy has been lobbying for a long time. His son died in a car crash. Mothers Against Drunk Driving began pushing for changes to the criminal code, which outlaws drug-impaired driving, but until now has not included measures that allow police to order a battery of tests. The new law, however, has sparked warnings about potential court battles from critics who contend demanding bodily fluids is overly intrusive and scientifically unreliable in detecting drug impairment. Uh, the Civil Liberties Association up there said this is going to be challenged left and right, and it should be. Next Wednesday, drivers suspected of being high will be required to perform physical tests at the side of the road, such as walking a straight line. If they fail, they'll be sent to the police station for further testing by a trained drug recognition expert and will be forced to give blood, urine, or saliva samples if they flunk the second test as well. Critics say while there's a measurable link between blood blood alcohol levels and driving ability, research is lacking to equate drug quantity and impairment. In fact, there's actually research out there that shows that being uh, high on marijuana can result in safer driving.
1: I have heard from police officers, even ones who are are not in favor of necessarily decriminalizing marijuana, uh, that they have, in all their years on the job, have never been to an accident where somebody was... Clearly was stoned that they knew of, but they've been to plenty of accidents that were alcohol related, and these were cops that didn't want. uh, Their argument was they didn't want another legal. No, but they didn't want another legal drug that they had to contend with. But at least they would concede that was their argument was people would use it more, but. At least they could concede that, yeah, that we really don't run into a lot of marijuana or other drug-related accidents. You know, accidents.
0: If, if they did, they'd be all over the newspapers. Another stone driver causes a car wreck! You know, it'd be all over the place. They'd be bad-mouthing pot so much if that was involved in car wrecks. The last time I heard a story besides this particular story about the guy in Canada, and that was back in 1999 when that kid was killed, the last time I heard a story was about some bus driver that killed somebody or ran his bus into some I forget the, the you know there was an accident and they found out the bus driver had been smoking marijuana and of course they focused on that in the article but if you dug a little bit further you found that the bus driver also had prescription narcotics in his uh in his system at the time so he was popping pills and smoking marijuana so
1: that would probably do right. it as far as impairing your driving ability <laughs> so, i'm not going to advise people that it's safe to drive under the influence of any substance that alters your motor function or anything like that. I mean, there might be studies that indicate that it's not as great a risk as drunk driving. Um, but I, I would argue that you're, you're much better off driving completely sober certainly. and avoiding any kind of driving. I don't think any anyone influence.
0: would, would it make any other claim. But that said, there are studies that show that certainly between alcohol and marijuana, marijuana smokers are far safer drivers. And there is even – I remember there was even a study, and I think it's referenced in Marijuana Myths, Marijuana Facts. It's a great book, by the way. Uh, I think that was done by the Australian Department of Transportation that actually found that stone drivers drive a little better than sober drivers simply because – they know they're impaired. Unlike the drunk that thinks he's, oh, I'm fine. Just give me my keys. You know, the the stone driver knows they're impaired, so they compensate. They drive a little slower. They are a little more cautious as a result of that. Again, it's not across the board. Certainly, somebody that smoked marijuana for the first time should definitely not get behind the wheel that particular night. More coming up. Hour three's on the way. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. We're launching here into hour number three of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they're free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Last hour, we told you a little story about Canada and how apparently they are getting ever more police statish over there with new, uh, new law going into effect that will result in people that the police suspect of possibly being under the influence of drugs uh, being blood tested, maybe mouth swabbed, maybe urine tested. Not on the side of the road like Utah was trying to do at one point, but they will be taken back to the station and tested if they don't pass a battery of roadside sobriety checks. And so things are getting pretty bad over there on the Canadian side, but since we're talking about Canada and the border and all that, let's let's focus in on the U.S. side of things, but close to the border. What is going on up there? Because there has been an increasing presence of border patrol, certainly on the southern border, but what about the northern border? We don't really hear too much about that. Well, according to thestar.com, Champlain, New York, the end of America literally can be found along countless forlorn and narrow roads like the one Mickey Metod lives on here in upstate New York. It winds a bit this way and that past fields of soybeans and rickety barns until it just stops. His modest house like a period at the end of a long sentence. There is more paved road beyond, but that's Canada. In between, there's a gate with a large road-closed sign affixed to it. Metat has lived here long enough to notice some differences for one, the steady stream of illegals aliens they're called here walking unimpeded into the u s on this road has all but stopped. Oh, yeah, he laughs, shaking his head while standing on his stoop. There used to be so many crossing all the time they used to come dragging their suit come by dragging their suitcases. That's all changed, he says. They really put a halt to it. Now they patrol all over. They've been down here ten times already today. Bearded and shirtless, the 55-year-old prison guard cuts an affable Santa Claus-like figure as he relaxes on a recent weekday afternoon. But then he motions to the tall pine in his front yard. You have to look closely, but deep in the richly needled branches, there's a surveillance camera, nearly undetectable in its black, weatherproof housing, trained on the gate. Below it's an electronic sensor, its thin arm directed at the road. Maytot is a proud American, but living right on the border with Canada, he sees a potential dark side to the intense new border security. Apart from the comings and goings of illegal aliens, the government now knows when Maytot himself has left and returned to his house. He has emerged from his front door to find U.S. Border Patrol agents in his yard, he says. And according to the story, they can come right into your house if they want to. He says it's all gone a bit too far. But then again, what are you going to do about it, Mr. Maytot?
1: It probably went a bit too far quite some time ago with border yeah. security, but I've you know, I've been, uh, i been – I'm trying to think of when the last time I went to Canada was. I believe it was uh, a full two years ago, but I did notice that they, border security was tightening from what it had been just a few years prior to that. Um, there was just more presence there, and it, it was a bit less comfortable going through. Um, I never like going through the border, although I've never actually been stopped. It's always just – oh, They wave my, you through? Uh no, I mean uh, they you show your driver's license. Mm-hmm. Um I think there have been occasions where they didn't ask for a driver's license or a birth certificate. Um but yeah, it just they started asking more questions about what you were doing there, how long you were going to be there. Um and I've just never liked the border. I didn't have anything to hide. I wasn't bringing anything across that would be illegal. Um and I I like it less. I think a lot of people find it worse coming back into the United States because that's what I've heard. They tend they tend to be worse. But, um, you know, if you don't actually have anything with you, the, the concern for me was always I wanted to go to Canada. So I knew I would be able to get back into the United States eventually. I wasn't too worried. I, I, I was more worried about getting stopped on the American side. Um, But the issue for me, once I had gotten to Canada, I wasn't too worried about getting held up on the way back. Um, So personally, I always found it more nerve-wracking going into Canada. Really, But I never had any problems with it. Um, Of course, I'm white. That's true. <laughs> and from a border state, so, they, you know, they're just, they do profile. So, you know, if you have a New Hampshire or Vermont plate and you're going <laughs> through one of those states... i got a Florida plate, and we're yeah, going to be
0: going to Canada for how this little are vacation.
1: you, are um, going through Ontario, right? Uh, we're going to
0: go up through, uh, Tor- I guess Toronto, is that Ontario? Yeah, I don't yeah. know so, um, states are.
1: Yeah, if yeah, if you go up Route 91 into Quebec here, uh, that's actually... Is a major drug trafficking route, mm-hmm. um, and they've got they've always been kind of strict on on that highway. So if you had a Florida plate <laughs> and you were headed to uh, tear my car apart, Vermont, they, they'd probably ask some questions.
0: Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Julia, myself, and a uh, couple friends were all going to go on a little vacay this weekend up to Canada, and so certainly I'll let you guys know uh, upon my return on Monday, presuming I'm not in some sort of detainment center. Uh, How things went. And uh, Julia, I promised her that I will be a good little citizen. I'm not going to ask any questions or anything like that. I'm going to obey and be a good little boy and see how that goes for us. So I'll let you know there. But it's kind of interesting, this this so-called proud American here that they're interviewing for the article, he's talking about how he thinks it's gone a bit too far. But what's the reason for that? It's not because people are getting harassed or they're getting stopped or whatever the various different things they're doing. It's because now his privacy is in jeopardy. Now they know when he's leaving his house and when he's coming home. And it's now that's interfered in his life, now it's gone a bit too far. But as long as it interferes in those other people's lives, then... Well, that's good, that's what we want in America, but if it interferes in the lives of the respectables, then it becomes a problem, and that's yet another example of it right here
1: yeah, i mean being being from a border state, I can tell you that, that there is less traffic coming through. Um I think it was something like a thirty percent decline shortly after that the pass they started doing
0: passports
1: and getting much more strict about it.
0: Um, they you do have some numbers here. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I I think for New Hampshire it was something like a thirty percent decline, or that's wow. what they were expecting. And I can tell you that I have not gone to Canada when I I probably could have, um, just because of that amount of security and it's you kind just didn't of want a to be hassle. hassled. Yeah. yeah.
0: Seven years after the terrorist attacks of 9-11, the longest unguarded border in the world is becoming increasingly guarded. As critics continue to insist it's vulnerable to to undetected entry by terrorists, the border is being squeezed tighter. And illegal crossers are getting the message, claims the Border Patrol. Along the northern frontier, the number of arrests has been dropping steadily and significantly since before 9-11, from more than 12,000 each year before 2001 to 6,380 last year. While it's impossible to know how many people try to sneak into the U.S., arrests are considered one of the best barometers. Border Patrol Operations Bureaucrat says, We believe people are being deterred from entering the U.S. because the chances of them getting caught are now much greater. A lot of it has to do with us getting the right combination of personnel, technology, and infrastructure on the border. We've received more agents, more sensors, more cars, boats, more airplanes. The trend is reflected on the southern border with Mexico as well, where arrests are down significantly.
1: That that's possible. It, there's also it's been noted that when they put up the border fence along uh, San Diego and Tijuana, it did deter people from crossing along that. I think it was a hundred or so miles or something they put up
0: there. They just went down the line, though. They right? went
1: down the line, and and hundreds ended up dying in the desert. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know if you have people who are legitimately smuggling who are actually terrorists. There's many many empty miles of woods up there that would be very hard to patrol, even with airplanes and helicopters. And if people want to get drugs or anything else across the border, if they want to migrate across the border, it's probably not all that hard to simply walk a couple miles away from a, you know, a major a road. road, walk around, and then walk two miles back on the other side until you hit the road on the American side or the Canadian side.
0: Yeah, especially especially if you've got forest you're dealing with. Like you say, you're going to be undercover for the most part. I, I'm certainly no expert at uh, at doing that, but... It's obviously going to be easier coming from Canada than, than coming from Mexico. But but all that said, I think that there is something to be said for the fact that – or the allegation that less people are coming here. Why do you want to come here if you're entering a police state? I mean if you know what's going on here and you've heard about the raids, the police raids and all of the other – the roving checkpoints and all the other awful, tyrannical things that are going on in this country, there there becomes a certain point at which you're going to tell yourself, well – You know, things are bad where I am, but it sounds like they're awful now in America, so why would I want to leave? Why would I want to go and and take those risks to get to a place where I'm going to be constantly hounded and looking over my shoulder and worrying if I'm going to be caught? Of course, that's resulting in less people coming here, but that doesn't mean that... If, for instance, the numbers get lower, like let's say instead of 6,000 people last year, it's 3,000 people this year, and then 1,500 people get caught the next year, just because the numbers are lower doesn't mean that things are going to loosen up here anytime soon. Nobody's going to, the security state isn't going to let off. They'll probably
1: say it's a success and tighten up further.
0: Right, so Americans are going to be subjected to a police state that I don't think they're going to like very much, but they don't see it coming. Free Talk Live, more on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll free to 1 eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy all those on us. Again, Free Talk Live dot com and are you remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Well, now you can purchase knobs and pulls at wholesale prices and at the same time you're supporting a business that supports Free Talk Live. Interknobs.com save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's Interknobs.com. I-n-t-e-r-k-n-o-b-s dot com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs and pulls at Interknobs.com. As we go to your phone calls about whatever you want, it's Michael in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nick. Hello, Michael.
15: Oh, hey, guys. How are you?
0: What's on your mind um, Spencer? sir?
15: I wanted to actually call, and I hate to admit this, but I wanted to call about intellectual property rights. Okay. Uh, and why we don't need them, why they're not necessary. Sure. Um, I've been actually, uh, for the past couple of months, I've been trying to start up a business, and uh, it's been going really well. Things are going great, but I, with my liberty-oriented philosophy, I've been trying to come up with ways that I can incorporate those ideas into my business. and um it seems a little daunting at first the way that things are kind of set up uh, to run. They Everybody, you know, expects you to behave a certain way, especially the state, uh, local agencies, and everybody down the line really expects you to behave a certain way when mm-hmm. you uh, have your business and the way it works. But um, it's actually not that difficult to come up with some great ideas uh, to be pro-liberty in your business and be able to make that take effect. I think uh, there's a lot of really good examples. Psycho-CII, of course, is great. And um there's a lot of businesses out there that are starting to do uh, the same kind of thing. I think that uh, people that are all about liberty tend to be entrepreneurs t- uh, as well, entrepreneurial.
0: I'd say there's a and higher quotient of entrepreneurs among the liberty-oriented populace, certainly.
15: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, in my experience, that's, that's true. But anyway, uh, intellectual property rights. I have a graphic design business, and I do all kinds of media stuff. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was to, kind of in the same vein, of, uh, you know, there's a few people now that do the liberty-oriented stories. Um, I forget what the one is called, but uh, Chapter 6, uh, one of them goes to hell. Yes, Tad Galahad
0: line. at freedom-engineering.com.
15: Yes, there we go, that's it. Um, drawing a blank, I'm a little nervous, but... That's okay. Yes, the, it, something along those lines, I wanted to do a graphic novel, and thinking about that, you know, making money off the graphic novel, the majority of the money I'm going to make since I'm making and producing it myself is going to be in actually selling copies of the graphic novel. Right. Um... So, I was trying to come up with a way to to make that work um, because you know I'm not going to charge myself intellectual property, you know whatever the forwarded thing is. I'm not even sure exactly how that works with authors, but um, there's a lot of different things that you can do, I think, without intellectual property uh, laws and and without claiming rights to intellectual property um, to be able to still make money. things would be different, but things I think would actually be better all right, you so, what are some of your ideas um my idea, mostly for the story, was get it done. Um, as I complete different pages, I can post them online and have the whole book accessible online, so that people can download it uh, as a PDF. They can read mm-hmm. it as it comes up. Um, if I'm updating it weekly or whatever, people can read the next page as it comes around, or the next few pages as I get them done. And by the time I'm done, the whole page will be, or the whole book will be online. Um, The advantage then for people buying the book would be, you know, the classic, you have it in your hand, something to hold. You don't have to sit in front of the computer and stare at it.
0: Yeah, I just – I don't think that – I I think that's a good point because there's never going to be a point at which having a digital copy of anything is ever going to be worth something. So humans tend to be collectors. I mean look at – you go to some people's houses and you can tell they've just been collecting things their entire lives and many of them have never sold anything once. So, we love to collect things. we love to get things and then hold on to them and if it's a digital thing, it's just not the same because it can be copied infinitely. whereas the actual physical manifestation the book that you've put together there are only so many of those they aren't uh they aren't infinite they are finite they're a uh, there's something that will run out at some point and because of that, and certainly you can make them even more valuable by signing them and, and doing things to sort of make them more identifiable and, and more unique, and therefore, uh, again, more valuable to people, at least whether they're valuable in real life or not, valuable in their mind. So there really is something to be said for having that tangible, physical property, and I think that's a great point. Go ahead, sir.
15: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I was thinking about signing editions of the cop- or copies of the uh, book and having, you know, each edition that comes out, each printing that I do, have it be laid out a little differently, have some changes in it. I haven't even thought about possibly changing the story for a second or third edition just because that adds interest.
12: Wow, that's um, unique.
15: Yeah, and there's a lot of things like that that people just don't do standard. I also have been selling some uh, original art online, like on eBay, and uh, it hasn't gone over that well. I haven't been advertising it that great on eBay, but mm-hmm. um, just the idea that I had was uh, the place that I work at, I get pieces of cardboard uh, inside of an ink box, and they always are the same size. They're like 11 by 32. And, uh, I started using paint markers and pens and all kinds of different media to, uh, create original art. And I've been selling them around, uh, for like fifteen, twenty dollars. And it's a good way for people like college students that want some original artwork, uh, to be able to have something that they can afford. Because otherwise you're spending, you know, at least hundreds of dollars, if not thousands. And, uh, I think ideas like that can really sprout and take off if We don't have the intellectual property rights. If people aren't so tied down to the classical ways of making money off of different types of media, um, then we're free to intuit. All right, let me play devil's advocate
0: with you, Michael. What about about the objection that Mark might bring up if he were here that once you put your pages out on the Internet, I'm just going to download all those pages, put them up on my website, and let people order the book from me for half the price? Aren't you going to be upset about that? Aren't you going to want to contact the government and have them, you know, shut me down or something like that?
15: No, I think that's fine. If you can print the book for half the price, chances are that you're you're printing copies of the book that are either substandard Hmm. or, you know, I mean, downloading it offline. I'm not going to put giant resolutions on there because it would take forever to download. So most likely your copy is going to be less quality than mine, and so I'd be able to produce a better copy. If people don't want a very good copy and they can't afford it, they should be entitled to be able to buy one that they can't afford and be able to enjoy it anyway. I wouldn't really have a problem with that hey, because it's not my, you know, it's not my built-up sole source of income at this point. At some point, that kind of thing will be, but I'll be able to have enough things. You know, I'm creative enough a person, I think, and most people can be if they really try. You have multiple sources of income, but it doesn't really matter that much. So doesn't so the
0: idea bother you, though – I'm still playing devil's advocate here – doesn't the idea bother you, though, that now in this world of intellectual – without intellectual property protection or monopoly privilege protection, as I I would prefer to call it, but in this world without all that – then doesn't it bother you that you're going to have to work harder? You're going to have to put out more product because uh you're not going to be able to just come out with a winning book and cash in and make as much money as authors might have made in the past off of their uh, their super bestseller book uh, because you just might not sell as many copies. It may not be as profitable to put out a book in the world without intellectual property as it is in the world with intellectual property. So you're talking about sacrificing profits here. Are you sure you're okay with that?
16: Yeah,
15: I definitely am. I think, I've thought about this before, and uh, if in a world without intellectual property protection and without intellectual property law, um, people are going to have to start benefiting from their creativity more, and what that's going to do is you do have to work harder at what you do, but that means that you choose a job, hopefully, more people will start to choose jobs that they truly enjoy, something that they really love to do, and uh, hopefully people will start to use their unique abilities, because everybody's got something that they can do better than somebody else, or you know, really well, even if it's not better than somebody else, that they can start to uh, use that to their advantage in the workforce and hopefully get a job that they love and that they can use their unique abilities for because there's not this almost easy-out ability to you know, create one thing, spend you know maybe it's a year writing, but you write a book and then you sell it and you just keep making money off of it over and over and over again. And your creativity, uh, you can either keep it going or you can have it stifled. And hopefully, you keep it going if there's no uh, you
0: know. Great point. So maybe done. with more maybe with more people competing, uh, the the cream will rise to the top and we'll get better works of art. We'll get more choices in the marketplace. And I think it's a great call and great idea. And good luck with your uh, career. And thank you for the call. More on the way. You can take This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And, Nick. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy them all on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners. The dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And... Are you on the go? You want to read all the bestsellers on your PC, laptop, or PDA? eChapter1.com has over 100,000 ebooks for immediate download at low prices. Every category, bestsellers, business, religion, they've got them all. That's e, as in easy, chapter1.com. That's one chapter e, chapter1.com. 800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls, let's talk to Josh in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Josh. Josh, Colorado, going once. Josh, hello? You, hello. Hello. You're on the air, Josh. What's on your mind?
16: Oh, okay. Um, well, I was going to ask you if you'd heard about uh, Amendment 48 on Colorado's ballot.
0: I don't know what all the numbers are, but I do think—is it a marijuana thing or what is it?
16: No, uh, definition of a person.
0: Really? What is? It? Do tell. What? Give me details.
16: Um, it would redefine a person in all Colorado law. To refer, to, um, to refer to to refer to mean uh, any to mean an egg from the point of fertilization
0: okay and is the point of that for like some sort of abortion legislation or something
16: yeah yeah
0: I see and but
16: it's, it's all the other the implications of it that would in any, anything any time that an egg would be aborted after it is fertilized, would be like manslaughter or murder or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's, it seems pretty ludicrous. But there's
1: already well, there's I mean, there's Roe versus Wade, so the federal courts are they're not gonna. I mean, Colorado can pass that law, but the the courts aren't gonna allow Colorado to ban all abortion. Um, you know, I hopefully. Well, I mean, yeah, I that, well, that's already. I mean, Roe versus Wade. Uh, whether you like it or not, is the law of the land, and it's been that way for some time. So, I mean, the state can do that definition, but I think it's going to have more symbolic value. Yeah. Uh, The complications I would think about, you know, as long as Roe versus Wade is um, still on the books, the complications I foresee from a law like that would be, you know, if you have a miscarriage, do you then need... uh, death certificate <laughs> well no i mean if, it, if it's a person who has died yeah um and you have a miscarriage in the first or second trimester um then would you need a coroner to officiate you wow. know death or who knows? Uh, i can see some interesting and probably very uh inconvenient Results coming out of that. But yeah,
0: it's probably just going to be something that the abortion opponents and people that are in favor of it will be fighting over and getting all upset about and protesting. And like you say, Nick, in the wash, it probably won't amount to much.
1: It's pro- Yeah, I, I, I would guess that it's mostly symbolic value. And the idea behind it being that um, if the federal courts ever rule a different way on the abortion matter or if Congress, Congress could actually – remove federal jurisdiction on the issue of abortion. It would be constitutional. Um, and the states could make up their, you know, state law would then take over. So uh, I do have to say, um, you know, from a constitutional standpoint, if that's where you're coming from, um, it is it is something that should be decided at the state level. And it's a, the it would be
0: interesting if it was, because then you'd have some states that would outlaw it, other states would allow it, and you'd see what would happen would be people would just go to where, it, they would just go and get it done in another neighboring state or something You
1: would, like that. And you, but you would also be able to judge, you know, if you had different states with different policies, um, there'd be a basis for comparison to see if in states where it was illegal, did you actually, are there actually people dying from back alley abortions? Um, that's one of the ideas behind letting Fifty different states make the laws instead of one federal government. Yeah, I wonder what would happen with the black –
0: how would the black market play that out? Because if you could go next door, if there's a state that's adjacent to you where you could go to have an abortion performed, obviously there's not going to be much demand for the black market. So probably wouldn't be very much action there. But if all of the surrounding states have also outlawed it and you have to go a significant distance in order to get one, then you might see some action in the the black market world as far as – coat hanger abortions or whatever the hell they would end up using that would put all kinds of people in danger. Any other thoughts for us? Uh
16: um, well, yeah, I was also going to say, um, if you don't like any of the people on the ballot, still go in and vote. Just don't vote for president.
0: Yeah, uh, I certainly am not going to be, I, you know what, Nick, you actually, thank you for the call, Josh. Appreciate it. You actually said something to me during one of the breaks, which is kind of interesting here in New Hampshire, there are actually going to be two Libertarian Party candidates on the ballot for president. One of them, George Phillies, the other, Bob Barr. Now, I, don't de- I definitely don't like Bob Barr. He is not even close to being a Libertarian, and it's people like Bob Barr that have ruined the Libertarian Party and the reason why I don't call myself a Libertarian anymore. But all that said, you said you were actually going to vote for Phillies, right?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I still would consider myself a Libertarian in the sense that I believe the things that the party at least – used to stand for when it had a set of principles that it followed. Mm-hmm. Um, and George Phillies is, he is a libertarian in the sense that, yes, he actually believes in the idea that you shouldn't initiate force against
0: people. I don't know. I don't think he's a perfect libertarian. Well, he's, not, he's
1: not perfect, but he,
0: he's com- way better than Barr. Yeah,
1: compared to Barr, Phillies is someone I would call a libertarian. At least he he gets the underlying principle and he thinks he should work towards that ideal. Um I and I your reason that,
0: for voting for
1: him. Well, to stick it to, <laughs> to stick it to Bob Barr. Wouldn't w- it be
0: awesome if Phillies got more uh, votes in New Hampshire than Bob Barr gets?
1: It would be, but he's actually you know, Barr is actually outpolling Phillies. Um Really? And there's oh, well. there was talk that um Barr and the Libertarian National uh party would be suing to get uh Phillies either kicked off the ballot or mm. have Barr substituted for Phillies which if you read the Libertarian Party's platform, they say that uh, right there in the even the abridged platform that they now have, they say that political parties are private voluntary institutions and that they should be able to nominate and select candidates uh, by whatever means they want with their own internal voluntary rules. Well, it appears that the people at National, at the National Libertarian Party, don't read their own platform and they were going to use the government courts to try to force George Phillies off the ballot because the state party in New Hampshire um, had nominated Phillies to run for president like a year ago or something. It was, it was well in advance of hmm. the national convention and they didn't seem to have very much respect for that. But how it's worked out um, is that Bob Barr actually did get enough petitions. So he is on the ballot. And I think the idea behind the, the potential lawsuit there was primarily that if Bob Barr couldn't get the petitions and get on the ballot that way, he would try to get himself substituted for George Philly But nothing has actually come order. of this. Uh, No lawsuit okay. has been
0: filed. You know, I you might have so, persuaded me, Nick. I, at one point, was going to not vote for anybody in the presidential election. I really think Phillies is, is worth a yeah. vote. On the national level, like if it was Philly, like I would never have voted for Phillies in a primary or anything like that. I just don't think he was the right candidate. Uh, Murray Ruart, Dr. Ruart from uh, Healing Our World fame was definitely my choice. But like you're saying, just to stick it to the bar people, I think that'd be kind of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. And, and <laughs> that's what really annoys me about this is the bar people were willing to resort to using government courts of to kick uh, somebody who has better libertarian credentials, somebody who actually believes in liberty, off of the ballot. And that completely goes against the libertarian platform on free association with political yeah. parties or anything else, and political federalism. They Supposedly, many people in the LP believe that the Constitution should limit government and that states sh- are allowed, state parties should be allowed to pick their own candidates. So I, I really think I'm going to vote for George Phillies because... Uh, he's the he's the libertarian. it would be on the better ballot. than
0: writing in Ron Paul because if you write in somebody, there's no way you're going to see those results on anything anywhere. So you won't ever you won't even be able to tell how many other people wrote it in. But if you don't if you vote for somebody like uh, George Phillies that's actually on the ballot, then you could actually look and see if he beat Bob Barr or not. Yeah, it's just more. Again, it's just a game, right? At, at this point, it it's is just a game. Playing a silly little game. All right, more on the way. You can take control. Remaining moments of the program. Enough time for your call at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL C A I toll free line, and this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy them all on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn about the program Amp Stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And it is a great way to help Free Talk Live spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible, getting on more radio stations, getting into more people's Internet connections into their ears, and if you like that idea, you should go to amp.freetalklive.com. Plus, you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. And you'll learn about the new addition that we've made to the AMP program. We've revealed a little bit of information that we weren't going to reveal till later, but we decided to do it earlier thanks to Jason Osborne from CAI. Uh, We have announced that we are working on uh, raising some funds so we can get on global satellite feeds around the world uh, where our listeners in Australia and Europe, for instance, uh, and other places will be able to pick up the show off the bird, as they call it in the business. And I'm pretty excited about that idea. Hopefully, that's a cool idea for you, too, and get all the details over at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, it is Dave in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave.
17: Hey, how you doing? Hey, maybe when they turn that collider on, it'll ignite the atmosphere, huh?
0: I don't know, man. I, I'm hoping that I'm just going to sleep right through the night, and if I wake up, great. If I don't, well, I'll never know. we'll,
17: we'll wake up somewhere.
0: Huh? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm not too concerned, really. I just kind of haven't thought about
17: Yeah, me it. neither. But that's something we're living in a time and age where they could turn something on, and they don't know if the world's going to be here or not. <laughs>
0: Well, you got to try it, you know. you got to give it a shot That's because right. if, if, when if it they works out. Up
17: the atom bomb the first time, they didn't know if they were going to ignite the whole atmosphere.
0: That's a good point. Hopefully this but, will go uh, smoothly and all kinds of new scientific advances will come out of it and maybe we'll all live forever. Who knows? Yeah.
17: Hey, uh, today I got a call from a Democratic represent- yeah, representative yeah. to ask me who I was going to vote for and all that. I told mm-hmm. him I was going to write in Ron Paul even if I know he wasn't going to win. Mm-hmm. And then he told me that he was, he got put on the ballot. Did you hear anything about that?
1: I heard he got he is on in in Montana. I guess the wow.
12: Constitution yeah, Party. because
17: he won out here. Right. Damn, well, that's we, cool. He, so I thought that uh, that meant that he was going to be put on the ballot everywhere. I guess just here in Montana.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's the. Uh, I don't know. They'll be on as a uh, Republican. I think it's the Constitution Party is hmm. actually. Yeah, with uh, Ron Barr. Uh what? with uh Well, they normally would do uh Chuck Baldwin is the presidential candidate in the other states for them, but I think they're going to let Ron Paul run on their ticket in Montana.
0: Now, there's supposed to be some sort of press conference tomorrow with Ron Paul, uh, Chuck Baldwin from the Constitution Party, and Bob Barr. All at the same press conference together. Ron Paul saying they're going to be some sort of major announcement. And Maybe been... he's
17: going to be the vice president for Ron
0: Barr. I don't. I don't know. It's very or interesting because you've got Barr and you've got Baldwin. Both in. They're both presidential candidates for two different political parties, and they're both going to be in attendance at this press conference tomorrow. So, I mean, is Ron going to nominate or is, is he going to endorse one or the other? That doesn't seem very likely. Why would he endorse both? That doesn't seem likely either. If they both get step out of the way voluntarily and let Ron run in their place. That wouldn't make sense either because, well, I mean, first of all, oh, yeah, Bob Barr's not going to do something like that. And
17: the Republicans would freak out because there's a lot of supporters for Ron Paul. I mean, that like, would be
0: ideal if there was some sort I'd, of combo ticket.
17: For him. I'm not, I don't worry if he's going to win or not because really I don't – when I vote, I don't really think about winning or losing. I'm thinking about somebody that represents what I – Yeah. Field.
0: That's the way most people should vote if they're going to vote, but they, they don't. don't
17: make it like some kind of competition, some kind of game. Right, that as they though they win be something. The winner, they got to pick the
0: winner. Right, the, but the, the bizarre thing about that is they don't even know what the hell they're voting. <laughs> right, for. They, they don't win they, anything. You lose. Yeah. I mean, they they steal more money from you. You lose whether it's Repu- right. you know the Republicans it's or just, Democrats. It's
17: disgusting, man. Yep.
0: I'm with you, Dave. Anything else uh, on your mind?
17: Uh, uh, no Keep up the good work out there. Always good
0: hearing from you, man. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I agree completely with the sentiment. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much over the whole idea of voting, uh, more so than I've ever been, but I totally agree with the sentiment. If you're going to vote, vote for somebody, if you can, that agrees with you. And if there's nobody that agrees with you, why bother? Yeah, What's you, the point? Yeah, it's
1: a it's a wasted vote to vote for somebody just because you think they're going to win if they don't represent what you want to see.
0: Right, when the when the da- you know, if you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys or you're a fan of uh, uh of the Patriots and they win the Super Bowl, you might get all excited about it cuz your team won, but what did you actually win, well, unless you had money you riding on the game? I was say you
1: might have money on the game. That's more, you might actually win something from that.
0: But most of the people that are getting excited about sports aren't necessarily betting on the games. They're just yeah. excited because it's their team. And it's the same mentality, the ex- almost the exact same mentality behind elect the election process. Well, we're on the red team, and you're on the blue team, and our team won, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've not won anything. The politician won, and now the politician can use his position of influence to curry favors for his friends and to punish his enemies, so he's won, and his friends have won, but if you're just a member of the party, or you're just a supporter of the party, you've won a damn thing. Stop fooling yourself. Let's continue and talk to Neil, listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Neil.
9: Hey, guys. How are
0: you? Dude, what's on your mind?
9: Uh, Not too much. Just listening to you talk about the Ron Paul press conference, you know, um, There uh, there was an AP report that just came out, I mean, literally a few minutes ago, that is kind of saying what it's about. It turns out he's not just going to have Barr and Baldwin there. He's also going to have Nader and Cynthia McKinney. Yeah, and it's not as big as I thought it was going to be, but basically what he's doing is just holding a big event – to say, basically, vote third party. I don't care who you vote for, but huh. vote third party because the other two guys, it's, you know, it's, 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 if you really want to waste your vote, I guess he's saying, you know, vote for the major parties otherwise vote for any one of these. So, that's an interesting
0: idea. I mean, it's certainly something that's never been done before. I mean, in the, in the past, you've there were third-party debates. For instance, C-SPAN would host a third-party debate where you'd see right. the Greenie and the Libertarian and, and those guys all debating one another. And Of course, the major party guys were nowhere to be found because they would never accept an invitation to something like that. Right. But uh, but they've never actually joined together in any real way to try to promote one another. That's very interesting. Yeah,
9: it's kind of interesting. It's not quite as, as unprecedented <laughs> <laughs> as as i kind of thought it was going to be because that's the word they used originally describing it you know, it's going to be an unprecedented event but it's pretty cool i well, guess well yeah to, i
0: mean to have ron paul endorsing the third parties is certainly better than i mean nothing i think that's it'll sure. it'll maybe generate a little bit of press attention some some people are going to talk about it uh you know again i don't think anything's going to save the the federal government there's no turn, i don't personally believe there's any turning <laughs> it around but it's nice to see i mean it's a nice gesture
9: absolutely i agree It was also interesting hearing you guys talk about the whole discussion about Bob Barr and the Libertarian Party. I'm kind of like you. I have been a registered Libertarian for almost 20 years, and I'm totally torn about that situation too. I mean, I, you know, he voted for the Patriot Act. He voted for the war. I think, Um, but at the same time, I find myself saying, "Well, but what if? You know, obviously the guy's not going to win. But what if he gets millions and millions of votes and grows the party by millions of people? I don't know. I."
0: but what good will that do i see where you're coming from having been in the libertarian party and i no longer am of course but having been there i can see where you're coming from like okay you're going to grow the party but the people that you're going to attract to the party are going to be more watered down individuals that don't know what liberty is about if you've got ron if you've got uh, bob barr out there spouting off his semi-statist message uh that is, is no in no way in line with the original concept of the libertarian party which was the party of principle that advocated uh non-aggression, that advocated not initiating force on our neighbors, and you've got Bob Barr out there mixing up the message, then you're going to attract a bunch of people that are confused. They don't really know what they're getting into. And you've really effectively, yes, you've grown the size of the political party, but it's useless that you've become another wing of uh, the statist party at that point.
9: Yeah, I'm not sure if it would really be totally useless, but I totally, yeah, I totally see what you're getting at. By all means, it would definitely be watered down.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, Barr totally has already re- watered it down because he... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's talking about when he. they ask him questions about doing away with government agencies, he talks about setting up study commissions oh, to no. investigate. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, he he's talks about setting up commissions about how we can make government more efficient and less wasteful and smaller. But he doesn't say, yes, I would get rid of the ATF, I would get rid of the FCC. I would. He right. doesn't say that. He, he's not advocating really making any structure, not eloquently anyway, he's not coming out and saying, yes, we need to make significant structural changes to the yeah. federal government. He's just not right. saying Right, so that.
0: Bob Barr is evidence... He is a key piece of evidence to prove the Libertarian Party is already uh, virtually worthless and has been well, uh, co-opted and watered down. And if he just attracts more watered-down individuals, it's going to make it yeah. that much harder for those hardcore Libertarian types that are still trying to save the party to do anything even close to saving it. It's going to make it next to impossible for them. I don't. I think it's a waste of time myself. I thank you for the call, dude. Yeah, well, well I
1: mean, he did win the nomination by a very narrow margin. It's unfortunately they had a majority that would, would vote for somebody who didn't have the credential. But that margin is going to get wider. Mary Ruart almost edged him out. So, But with more watered-down people coming in, that margin is th- going to get wider. Th- it's going to get more difficult. Yeah, I think you're right about the national we'll see level. See
0: you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.